0: Welcome into to another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast, presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity, XFi, can your internet do that? Well, it's week two of training camp. It's also a game week, as the Texans head into their first preseason game. And uh, I have not been great at posting my podcast. Now, the interviews have been up. They've been running on Texans All-Access. Um, or Texans training camp live in the morning, Texans all access in the evening. Uh, But I think the podcast version is great if you happen to miss any of them. And we've got a bunch of players for today's week two podcast. So I'm just going to pick up where we left off after week one. We have tight end Paul Quisenberry. We've got wide receiver Chris Moore, tight end Kahale Waring. We've got defensive end Jacob Martin and safety wearing number one Lonnie Johnson. So we've got all of those players coming up for... Uh, this week two podcast and you know I generally get these guys after practice on on the field after training camp so uh, we're just really just talking about camp and how things are going so far with the new coaching staff um, with a position change if it so applies and, and some of the new guys just sort of what their path has been and some of the ties that they've had to the Texans before they even got here and they there's some pretty interesting connections so I'm gonna leave it at that and we're gonna get right into the podcast but first Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston stream. Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi. Can your internet do that? And you know what? You're going to have the opportunity really soon to stream games because preseason week one is just around the corner. Texans at Green Bay. So training camp, you know, they've been in pads, full pads a lot. They've had a night practice. They were back out in full pads this week. And I think pretty soon we're going to start seeing some of that ramp down as the players ramp up for Uh, preseason games, and I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see uh, snap counts and who plays and how much the players play. David Coley talked to the media, and he said that you will see all the players get reps. So you're going to see a lot of the players get reps because it's a competition at every single level. So don't count anybody out of the 53-man roster when it comes out. So, all right, with that, I'm going to get into this podcast. First up, tight end Paul Questenberry it's technically his first season in the NFL, but he's had a really interesting road. He's actually been to Houston Texans rookie mini camp, but that was back in 2015. So he did a lot in between then and there, and it involves the military. And it's a great story. His name is Questenberry, so yes, he is related to David Questenberry. So let's get into it. Paul Questenberry on the Deep St. Podcast, presented by Xfinity. What's it like being out here? First day in full pads. How has camp been for you so far? Uh, first day
1: in full pads is great. I mean, this is actually real football. Finally, we've all been working real hard for this. So to get out here and actually you know, put the pads on and hit each other was a lot of fun. Uh, and camp's been great. It's been a uh, beautiful adjusting to this wonderful Houston weather. So we're uh, enjoying it and getting better every day.
0: So you signed with the Texans this offseason, but you're not really new to Texans camp. You were here back in 2015. Were you not with rookie mini camp?
1: Yeah, I was. I signed back in 2015. As an undrafted free agent, I was competing at a linebacker spot back in in the day. But uh, obviously things have changed, so here we are.
0: A lot of things have changed, but I got to point out your last name, Questenberry, so if it's familiar to fans, it's because you are the younger brother of David Questenberry, who was back in camp back then as well. And you've got one more younger brother, right, Scott? So the three of you are now in different places throughout the league,
1: right? Yes, you're correct. Scotty is with the Chargers, Uh, he's going into his fourth year. David Lee, my older brother, uh, obviously the fans and everyone out here in Houston knows who he is. Uh, he's going into year nine, and then there's me going into year two. But I'm the middle brother, so things don't kind of add up. But.
0: <laughs> okay, so let's get to why they don't add up. 2015, you were a rookie, but then you went at, into the military for yeah. six years, right? So what went into that decision to give up football and to go into the military? And, and give us a little bit of a rundown of your service in that time.
1: It wasn't like my decision you know to be honest if i had had it my way i would have made the team after rookie minicamp and got to play in the nfl however the alternative was you know i graduated from the united states naval academy and i owe my time to the service uh, whether that be the navy or the marine corps and uh, i got cut and i had a great plan b which is to go uh, serve my country as a second lieutenant in the Marine Corps uh, and I commissioned I graduated from the basic school uh, in Quantico Virginia got my MOS my military occupational specialty which is uh, infantry officer went to infantry officers course then got my first orders to my first uh, battalion second battalion first Marines out of Camp Pendleton California shout out to Fox company third <laughs> platoon those are my boys and from there you know I was a platoon commander I was in charge of 40 guys going out training working hard putting in a lot of time similar to uh, you know football blood sweat and tears with those guys every day and that experience was huge for me like i would not be here if it wasn't for them and the time that i shared serving uh, alongside those marines they taught me so much about being a professional how to push through adversity and you know a whole a whole slew of other things Uh, i'm forever grateful for that experience but i got to a point in my career where i felt like i still had some gas left in the tank for football and I just kind of that's that's a long story, how that <clears throat> all panned out. But uh,
0: that's, a, that's a good six-year recap, though. So first of all, thank you for your service. And then last year, you decide, you know what? You still had that itch to play football. And then COVID happened, right? You were going to go out and do a pro day. Things didn't work out. But you spent last year on the on the Patriots practice squad. You made the switch. You, you said linebacker when you were here in 2015. But you went from defense to tight end. So tell me about how that switch went down and, and how you decided to do that.
1: So I played defensive end in college. It's too small to play defensive end. In in the nfl obviously the texans had a little bit of interest in me and my ability to play linebacker came out here found out that wasn't going to work but i knew leaving from rookie minicamp that year that i had the athletic ability to to contribute on the field at the nfl level so over the years i just started paying attention to what positions you know there were that i could go do and i started watching the fullback position you know a tight end hybrid fullback i started researching all the guys like how big were they you know kind of like how strong and fast and all that. And I came across James Devlin, former New England Patriots fullback, you know, absolute incredible person and a good friend of mine. He, he wasn't a friend of mine initially, but his story kind of lined up with mine. It was like, you know, he, he didn't get any looks playing in the NFL after college. He played defensive end at, um, in college and then went to play some semi-pro leagues for a few years and then made the Bengals practice squad. And then New England got word that you know they had a, a tough fullback over there and they signed him and he played for them for eight years and he's a freaking patriots legend and uh he had just retired last year so i reached out to him out of the blue and i said hey james you know i've been following you and your story kind of gave him my background and james said hey man tell you what if you fly out here to new jersey i'll train you so i bought a flight two days later and trained with james for 10 days and he taught me how to play fullback and Ended up getting a shot with the Patriots. And now here we are.
0: All right, so here you are at tight end. So you've got a little bit of fullback coaching. You've got the defensive side of you that played. What do you bring to the tight end group with the Houston Texans? Because you've got such a varied skill set.
1: Um, Shoot, I don't know. We got such a great group of guys. Uh, everyone's so talented in our room. I just try to be an example. I try to go as hard as I can every play that I'm in, whether that be on offense, special teams, uh, you know, on the red teams for the special team scout look, whatever it is, like, if it's a hot day, tough practice, and guys are, you know, struggling, if they see me, like, still going as hard as I possibly can, maybe that's going to flip a little switch internally for them, and you know we can accomplish what we need to accomplish.
0: I left out the military experience, because that may be your greatest experience of all. And you gotta check out his Instagram. You've got some great pictures um, from your platoon. So happy to see you back here in Houston. I don't think we met back in 2015, but welcome back and best of luck for the rest of camp.
1: Thank you, appreciate it, thanks for having me.
0: It's a very busy, very Talented tight ends group, so we'll be very, very curious to see how that shakes out as as camp nears to an end and preseason gets underway. All right, next up we've got wide receiver Chris Moore. And uh, this, I mean, we talk about tight ends being crowded. It's no different with the wide receivers group as there's a lot of talent, a lot of versatility in that group. Chris Moore, where he's number 15 now, he's now in his sixth season. He was with Baltimore. for a number of years it was with baltimore i want to say from 2016 actually his whole career 2016 to 2020 and that's where he met david cully and he was his position coach there so he had a lot of insight uh on on the head coach and what he brings to the table as as a leader of this team and, and why he wanted to sign here it was a big reason why he wanted to sign with the texans was because of david cully so we get into all that right here on the deep scent podcast it's chris moore Chris Moore, we were just chatting about the weather because it's been unseasonably nice these last few days while you guys are in pads but you're from florida yourself so how does it compare
2: i mean it's a little different i'm from tampa so we got a little breeze off the gulf and it rains but here those first two days it was high. I couldn't believe it. It was, it was crazy.
0: All right, you spent five years in Baltimore. So this is a big change for you. But you're reunited with a few faces. I got to ask you about head coach David Culley. You've worked with him in the past. Yes. Uh, what is it like reuniting with him down here with a different team?
2: It's it awesome. He's one of the main reasons why I came here. I mean, he was my receiver coach in Baltimore. And I, I loved him as a coach. So when he asked me to come here, I was, I was ecstatic. So I jumped on board.
0: There's so many new players that have signed here this off season. So what makes Coach Cully the right guy to sort of lead the team and, and get all these new players on the same page?
2: I mean he's been doing it forever and he has a team first mentality. So I mean he could plug anybody in. He tells us it's about the team, it's not about each individual. And I think that with that type of leadership we can win a lot of games.
0: Another guy you're familiar with, Mark Ingram. He was mic'd up at practice. And I was just joking that I'm glad that we're doing our interview after, because he was talking so loud. So what does he bring to this offense? I know you've got a lot of familiarity oh, yeah.
2: with him. He brings an incredible amount of juice. I mean, whenever he's on the field, every, you can feel his energy. Before games, y'all to see it. He's, he's an incredible juice guy. It's just the energy he brings, his worth ethic it. is crazy.
0: All right. So I've asked about everybody, but now I've got to ask you about yourself. What do you bring to the wide receivers group? You've got a lot of speed out there. You're doing some nice things. How does your skill set sort of fit in with everyone else's?
2: I mean, like you said, i got a lot of speed, and at the end of the day, I'm a hard worker. So whatever they ask me to do, I'm going to do it. And so it doesn't matter if it's special teams, slot, outside receiver, I'm going to do it all. So that's what I bring.
0: How do you feel the chemistry is coming along with Turin Taylor and all the quarterbacks? For
2: you? It's going good. I mean, I've been catching a, a, some good passes, got a few touchdowns, so i am gonna just keep working, keep showing them that I'm out here to help this team win.
0: You also do great things on special teams, and I saw a highlight of yours from 2019. You downed a punt at the one yard line against the 49ers. So tell me what you bring on the special teams front. I mean,
2: that was, that's how I stayed in the NFL this long. I mean, I love special teams. It was. It's the first thing I did, and I give a incredible amount of effort on it. I just try to make a play every time I'm out there. You you can really change the game on special teams. A lot of people don't think that, so that's what I try to do every time I'm out there.
0: All right, before I let you go, you just became a dad recently, so congratulations. Thank How you. tough was it to leave the new baby to come down here for uh, camp?
2: It sucks. I FaceTime my wife every little break we get. I mean, she's only, a, she just turned a month, so it's been driving me crazy. But I, I, I got videos. My wife sends me a video every morning of her waking up, so it's been tough, but it's been good.
0: All right, well, get the sleep while you can. Yes, exactly. All right, great to meet you, and, and best of luck.
2: Thank you so much. Nice to meet you as well.
0: All right, next up, it's he's in his third year. Another tight end, Kahali Waring, you've heard that name. Um, there's been a lot of expectations for Kahali Waring, but unfortunately, he has just been bitten by the injury bug year after year after year. So can he put things together this year? Last year, he saw action in seven games, and uh, this year, uh, he's he's competing with guys like Farrell Brown, Jordan Aikens and guys like Paul Questenberry and Brevin Jordan. So not everyone's going to make this roster, but Kahali Waring is making some catches at camp and he knows his offense with Tim Kelly still there as an offensive coordinator. But, you know, what does he hope to bring to the table and, and what does he like about this Titans group? We get into all that with Kahali Waring on the Deep Slam podcast presented by Xfinity. Kali, how has camp gone for you so far? It's gone
3: great. I mean, you can't beat this weather. Camp's not normally like this. It's going on three years. We've had like four beautiful days in a row.
0: You, It's good that you know this because I feel like everyone else is getting this full sense of security that it's really this yeah. pleasant out here right now. But what about for you personally? We've seen you make some really nice catches out there in practice. You've got some new quarterbacks that you're working with. How's that chemistry coming along?
3: It's good. It's good. I'm getting mixed up, getting to catch with all different quarterbacks. All great guys, throw beautiful balls. Love it.
0: How about the tight ends group? Because we talk about this tight end group yeah. being so talented and with so many different skill sets. Give us a, your rundown of, of how the guys are looking and, and what you bring to that group.
3: Yeah, UCF, UCS, we're super diverse. We got people that can do every single thing. We got guys that are super well-rounded. Some are really just great at a few things. So I think I just, I'm just i trying to be the guy that can can do it all. I just want to be able to line up at Y, line up at F. I want to be able to block. I want to be able to run routes and catch the ball. That's my goal is just to bring a guy that can do it all.
0: It seems like a lot's asked of the tight ends group in this offense. What about the transition? I know it's a little bit of a new offense. You've got Tim Kelly, but then you bring in Pep Hamilton. You know, what's that adjustment been like for you?
3: Nothing new. I'm just doing what Tim has asked, and uh, anything that he wants of me, I do my best, so.
0: All right, I saw a question on the bridge the other day. Who wears the short shorts? And it seemed pretty unanimous among the tight ends that you were the shortest shorts.
3: Uh yeah, I have some some pretty short shorts. You haven't seen Brevin. Brevin's bringing some good some good uh, skin tone too. You see our legs are shining.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you and Brevin, the tight ends are really bringing it. All right, Kali, have a great rest of your camp, and look forward to seeing you in year three. All
3: right, thank you, appreciate it.
0: All right, my next guest on the podcast is always a fun interview. Jacob Martin, number fifty four, one of the original members of the Rock Boys group. He's always fun to catch up with, and always fun to chat with. And it does seem like. That the guys that were on this roster um, before versus guys that are on this roster, and it's like finding needles in a haystack. So there's a lot of there's a lot of turnover, but you know it's always good to catch up with guys that have been on this team before and find out what their perspective is because it is kind of new for Jacob Martin. He's, he's moving uh, to the D line from the linebackers group, but you know what? I asked him about what the position switch was like and about the Rock Boys because you know what? These are important questions that someone needs to ask. So take a listen, Jacob Martin on the Deep Slam Podcast presented by Xfinity. Entering year four, year three with the Texans. Jacob how's camp gone for you so far at the new position.
4: Uh, you know, it's like a homecoming. You know, uh, I haven't played defensive end in quite some time, uh, but it's it's been good to get back at it. So it's awesome.
0: There's a lot made of, of switching from a three-four to a four-three defense. But how do things change in your world when you're making that switch?
4: I would say things get more normal. You know, for me, like I, I was, I came up through college in a four-three defense. You know, with my hand in the ground and. Uh, you know, since that's how I made it to the NFL. You know, my ability to to play defensive end and uh, to have that versatility in my game to stand up in the two point or be down in the three point. You know, so um, there's not really there's not much that changes. You know, in terms of the basics of the game. You know, you're really setting the edges and you're rushing the passer. You know, uh, spilling blocks and turning back blocks. So it's the same. It's the same. The same concepts. But, you know, but it's now I'm just coming out of a three point stance.
0: Lovey Smith said that you've got the profile of a four-three defensive end in his system. But what about you personally? Did you have to put on weight? Did you have to change anything about your physique to play this position?
4: Uh, not, not really. You know, obviously, I wanted to. I wanted to gain a little bit more weight. You know, be uh, in the, the upper, you know, two forties, low two fifties. You know, and you know, just to be more comfortable at the at the position. You know, uh, and this isn't the heaviest I've been. You know, in college, I, at one point I was two sixty-seven. So it's not. It's not a. Uh, a stretch for me to to gain weight, you know, uh, or to to be down in the trenches, you know. So you know, it's awesome.
0: So how much weight did you put on, and how did you do it? What was your favorite cheat meal, or did you have to actually be healthy about putting on the weight?
4: Um, you know, someone like with my body type, you know, it gets kind of uncomfortable, you know, uh, eating all the time because you get to a point where you have to force feed yourself. So it's not. I, really... I
0: that I don't have that problem.
4: <laughs> so it's it's not it's not really a uh, uh, like cheat meals or anything like that. You know, I ate a lot of Chipotle, ate a lot of PB and Js. Um, you know, ate a lot of steaks and potatoes and rice and um, things like that.
0: This defensive line group is is such a big one, and it's so varied. You've got some of the young guys. You've got guys like yourself that have moved from linebacker to D-line, and then you've got guys that have played in the league from a number of different teams. It seems like that veteran experience. You guys have so much of it in the D-line group. So how's the chemistry coming along with you guys out there?
4: It's awesome. You know, uh, the, with the addition of Malik Collins and Shaq Lawson and Jordan Jenkins and, you know, uh, Derek Rivers and – uh, Jaleel and VT and all those guys, you know, they're, they're a great, great group of guys. You know, the chemistry in that room is amazing. You know, so uh, it's really awesome just to, to be in the locker room with those guys and be able to train with those guys. You know, we got, uh, a lot of the guys that, that were that were traded in or you know were picked up, they were down here this summer. You know, got the chance to work out, work out together and train together and things like that. So, you know, it's awesome. The chemistry is great, and then obviously having you know Wit uh, in the room, you know, year ten, so it's it's exciting to see.
0: Important question because I see you guys winding up for the Rock Boys on the field. So does that become a D-line celebration? Do you bring in linebackers? I mean, that's gonna be a big that's a big band you forming up.
4: Well, the thing is, you know, there's only technically two rock boys left with me and Wit, you know. And right now we're in the stage of building the band, you know. So that's all we're <laughs> like doing. The tryouts? Yeah, we're just trying to build the band. That's what it.
0: positions are you looking for? And and which players do you think you might bring into the Rock Boys?
4: Oh man. That's a tough question. I think it's really more not necessarily on position-based, but more on the energy, the energy you bring. You know, uh, if 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 the energy's right within the band, you know, we need a we need a guy to to, to, to man the drums. You know, we need a guy that's going to play Scar's great violin. You know, we need a guy that's going to be our lead vocalist. So we got we got bass and the lead guitar down right now.
0: Well, stay tuned for the Rock Boy auditions. Can't wait to see what comes up. Can't wait to see what happens for you in year four as well, Jacob. Always a pleasure talking. Thank you. Appreciate you. I joked with Jacob that we should have a a mockumentary making the band, the Rock Boys, um, you know, if uh, they get their band together again. So he's uh, been a lot of fun to watch here in camp. And I know that the arrow has been pointing high for him because when he is on the field, he sure does make things uncomfortable for opposing quarterbacks. And and to see him come off the D-line and do that – It should be a lot of fun, especially in Lovey Smith's defense. I think this four three is going to be a lot of fun. This defensive line group is one that everyone has been talking about in camp, and uh, you know there's a lot of talent there. He he mentioned uh, he rattled off all those names, and you know, and uh, so I don't need to repeat them. But guys like Malik Collins and Shaq Lawson and and Vincent Taylor and himself and Whitney Mearsless and Brennan Dunn, you know, you go on and on. There's a lot of talent, a lot of. Uh, veteran leadership in that room and, and Roy Lopez you know don't uh, sleep on Roy Lopez he's been really shining in camp as well he's a rookie former wrestler um, so that defensive line group is going to be one that's going to be a lot of fun to watch in the preseason games to see who is getting who is getting the rotations and the snaps uh, with the ones and, and the reps with the twos and you know does that really determine who's your starting, starting three or, or starting four I should say since it's a 4-3 so stay tuned for that, Jacob Martin, always fun. But next up, a guy that probably needs no introduction. He's in his third year. Uh, Lonnie Johnson, defensive back. We're just going to call him defensive back because he used to be a cornerback. He plays safety. Um, he sort of does it all. But you know what? He also has a new number, and it's number one. And he had a pick right after, right before this interview. I actually. Uh, had a chance to catch up with him on the Saturday night practice. So he had an interception in practice. He was super excited. It was like Lonnie Johnson Day because also on the bridge walking over, the players get a question. If you haven't seen it on Instagram or Twitter, you really need to check it out. They're pretty funny. But the question of the day was, Who wore it best, Lonnie Johnson or Toro? So before the interview even started, I asked Lonnie, he said, I I asked him if he voted. He said, of course, of course he voted. Of course he voted for himself. So anyway, he was coming off a, a pretty good practice for him, and I had a chance to catch up with him. Tonight, Lonnie Johnson, safety, entering year three. Lonnie, first of all, it's a night practice. Super exciting. You had a pick tonight. So how has camp been going for you so far? How do you like these night practices?
5: Oh, I love the night practices. Um, I mean, it's dark out here. I love wearing all black anyway, so... I don't know, I mean, I just love the night practice, it's The it's the heat. It's not that much heat out here, it's got a little shade, so it's good.
0: You seem to have a lot of luck at night, too, because you're wearing the new number one, you got to pick in practice today. Yeah. First of all, i got to say, I like the new number one for you, so how how's it feel to wear this new number?
5: Man, it feels good to know that a, a Hall of Famer had this number first, you know, and then wearing it now. I think that's probably why I keep getting, like, the interceptions and like having fun with it you know it's just a lot of plays a lot of good plays coming my way this year and i think it's because of the number change the fresh start
0: we get asked about you a lot from fans. You're entering year three, you've played safety now, you played safety last year. How comfortable do you feel in this position? I know last year was sort of a weird off season, but this off season you had camp, you you started a little bit late, but now you're sort of getting back into the swing of things. And how do you feel back out there with Justin Reed again? Man,
5: it feels it feel good. That's my evil twin, man. Y'all already know how that goes. That That's just... It it feel good to be back. You know, I started off a little slow, but when I came back, I was just locked in mentally to the playbook, and that's what helped me to come back, just not letting the safeties lose a beat, not letting the coaching staff lose a beat either. It just came back for it and just came back strong with it.
0: How is it working with Levy Smith and, and learning from him, a guy that's been in the league for so many years? How exciting is it to work for him? And what do you really like about being in this defense?
5: Uh, that I, I'm able to play fast, I'm able to react. It's real simple for me to learn. Uh, it wasn't that hard. You know, like I said, I was just locked in when I was out. So when I came back, it was just easy to just pick up right where I left off. And you, As you can see, the, the defense working for me, and I love it. so. I'm having fun with it.
0: Is that one of the things you want to work on during the season, just playing more instinctively?
5: Uh, yeah, just playing more instinctively and just being uh, uh, overall safety. You know, last year was a switch for me, so this time around, like having the offseason prepare and preparing, preparing my mind mentally, that was the biggest part of the game. The the game is more mental than physical, so I was just doing that this off for sure.
0: All right, this off you're pretty busy. You got married as well, so congratulations on that. Um, any other any other exciting things that happened to you this off season?
5: Uh, I mean. <laughs> Other than having I'm my son. I mean, I got another child, uh, my daughter, Alani. Um, she's eight months. But other than that, I mean, just my wedding, getting married, and my kids. That's it.
0: That sounds like plenty. Lonnie, looking forward to seeing you the rest of the season. Have a great rest of camp. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. That was Lonnie Johnson. And, you know, a few days uh, a few days after that Saturday at practice, he did a press conference with the media and he had both of his girls in tow. He's holding each of his daughters in both of his arms. So. Uh, fun to see the players and their families out at camp but you know it's going to start winding down here soon as they get geared up for the preseason and that's when it's all going to go down so if you are watching the game and you want to watch some preseason action and you've got some questions be sure to check out Texans Unlimited presented by Verizon because Drew Doherty and I will be showing you a live look at the field we'll be answering fan questions and you know we'll get you ready for the game we'll get you ready for preseason up at Green Bay, up at Lambeau Field. So be sure to tune in. You can download the Texans mobile app. You'll get an alert. You can go to HoustonTexans.com. It's also on social media, so it's pretty much everywhere. You can't miss it. And you know what, just download the mobile app because you're not gonna miss anything if you have the mobile app. So that is my tip of the day. And you know what, we'll be back with another podcast, maybe even before the Green Bay game because I have a lot of interviews uh, that I've gotten. I've gotten one every single day after practice. So I don't like them piling up. This was a really, really full, full podcast and I hope you enjoyed it and if you did be sure to give me a like on iTunes or wherever you're listening and be sure to check out HoustonTexans.com for the rest of training camp coverage. All right that's gonna do it for this week's podcast presented by Xfinity. Thank you so much for listening and as always go Texans!